0: Welcome to Chasing Ball Game, the football-filled sports betting podcast that is locked and loaded for week two in the NFL. My name is Jimmy Brown, and I will be your host for this quick-paced podcast. And I'm fired up. I'm ready to go. For those of you that are new to the show, it's really simple. Although it focuses on sports betting, it's really all about sports. It doesn't matter if you're just a general sports fan, if you like to bet on sports. If you like daily fantasy football, I play fantasy football too, so I'll bring that up during the show. It really does focus on sports betting, sports betting stats, but it also has everything that you could possibly want in a sports podcast. Overall, from top stories uh, to, to breakdowns of games and, of course, to picks. So I don't care if you're a newbie, you've never been here before, if you've listened to the show before, or you just like to hang around. I'm glad you're here. The show is fast. Um, because I know your time is valuable, and you don't have all day to listen to a podcast, so I try to make that really quick too. So, I'm going to quickly explain what a chaser is. Really, the premise of the show is fans. It's all about it's all about fans. So, for me. With a little help from my friends, I gather all this information. I call them chasers for their particular team or sport that they follow. And then I uh, share their name on the show, too, because it's all about doing that, right? It's giving them credit for what they've done. And what they've done has become a great and big part of this show. So, again, thanks for the new listeners. The show is growing every day. We'll be live soon. We'll have some new features soon. We're going to put a little more uh, things into the show, even maybe some music, maybe jazz it up a little bit. But it's going to be great, so I appreciate it. I'm going to kick things off today with a segment I call the Real Headline, then I'll break down the box score. We'll take a look at a line watch for not one game, but a few games. Of course, I'll share the trend of the day, and then a slew of picks for NFL Sunday. In fact, I'm going to go over five, so let's get things started right away. I'm going to start with the real headline. The real headline is this. You're going to get a lot of news about the NFL because it is that popular. But you really have to ignore the fluff and get right to the meat of the story. For example, one of the stories that's out there today is Johnny Manziel versus Merrill Hodge. Merrill Hodge has beat him up a lot on ESPN. Johnny Manziel retorted. You're also going to see Peyton Manning's victory speech. Um, It's not bad, but really it's not something you want to focus on if you want to... You know, pick winners, whether it's betting or fantasy, or you just really want to be a a, a knowledgeable sports fan. Ignore all that fluff. Example, Johnny Manziel starting this week, that's the big story. He's taken all the first team reps uh, leading up to what'll be just the third start of his career, and his first two starts both were losses, 13 of 26 passes, zero touchdowns, two interceptions. Total quarterback rating of 2.6, but you know what? I don't even think of that as the thing to pay attention to in this game. For me, it's the Browns' defense. In the first half against the Jets, they were fundamentally sound, especially against the run. They only allowed just 42 yards. The problem is they had a lot of turnovers, a lot of short fields. It put the Browns in a situations where they had to risk a lot on defense. They really had problems playing catch-up. Last season, you have to remember, the Browns ranked ninth in the NFL and allowing just 21.5 points per game at home. So keep an eye on that. Now, instead of talking about um, Peyton Manning's post-game rant, which I already brought up, you know, let's look a little bit deeper. Let's dig a little bit deeper into the game on Thursday night. And, of course, I do this in a segment I call Breaking Down the Box. Breaking down the box is exactly what it sounds like. I just find a game. I dissected a little bit, and I give you the numbers that are important. Now, the first number that it's important, of course, is that Kansas City failed to cover the spread, and they failed to lose. I had them as a pick. To me, that was a genuine bad beat. If you're on Denver, thank your lucky gambling gods you got that one. And if you're on Kansas City, I feel your pain. I was with you. But let's look at this game a little bit more. Peyton Manning's falling off. That's not a big surprise. People have been talking about that a lot, but... He's going to need that Denver defense, and it's a very good defense to win football games because his offensive game is limited. In that game against Kansas City, focused on short passes in the middle of the field, completing 16 of 23 attempts to include all three touchdown passes. Very good numbers. Very good numbers. But here's the catch. They were all between the numbers, the middle of the field, and weren't very deep. So although those numbers might sound awesome, If he's playing a team with a good scheme, which most teams do, or good linebackers, he's going to be forced to throw somewhere else. Either outside those numbers or deep, which he's really not doing too well on. He missed on 12 of 22 passes to receivers who were outside the numbers, including an interception. Marcus Peters returned for a touchdown. So think about that. He can't throw outside the numbers. These are down and outs we're talking about. He's going to struggle with that. He also can't throw deep. And look, a lot of people point to his arm strength. Not me. The offensive line is a mess. Last year, the Broncos' offensive line underwent numerous shifts, but they still gave up the few sacks with 17. Averaged 4.0 yards per rush and 2.13 rushing yards before contact, which is good for fifth most in the league. In two games this year, albeit a small sample size, Manning has already been sacked seven times, which, oh, by the way, the most in the NFL. Broncos running backs, 2.8 yards per attempt. And those of you who have C.J. Anderson in fantasy football know what I'm talking about second fewest in the leagues, and they've been allowed only 1.4 yards per contact. So a lot of people watching that game would go, Peyton Manning's back, Denver's back, here we go. I'm not so sure on that. I'm going to look for for some value to go against Denver very soon, maybe even next week against Detroit, but stay tuned because we're going to stick right here in week two, and I'm going to go on to the line watch. Line watch, this is where I look at the betting market, which of course includes point spreads, and to me, public perception, like public consensus. And trust me, we have a doozy this week. Five games have moved at least one point, and five teams are currently receiving more than 80% of the bets, the spread bets. And look, they're all road favorites. My bold prediction is that at least three of these road favorites will lose outright. But more on this in my pick selection. But first, let me go to the trend of the day. Clear and simple. This is one of the places this week where I get some help from one of my chasers. Jason, an NFL football betting chaser. He loves to bet on football. He emailed me this nugget. Teams in the first four weeks of the season that are road dogs of less than a touchdown and won less than seven games last season are 127, 69, and 9 against the spread. That's a 65% clip. I do more and share these trends, too. I kind of break them down a little bit for you. Basically, what this is saying... Uh, Teams are still getting undervalued based on how they performed last year. So last year they did bad. They didn't win seven games. Now they're still an underdog on the road, so they're really getting some value because the points are higher because they're on the road, and these are teams to look for this week. So thank you very much to Jason for emailing me that in. I appreciate it. And if you want to become a chaser and be featured on this show, then please just send me an email, chasingballgame at gmail.com, or, of course, on Twitter, at Chasing I really do appreciate it. And plus, follow me at, at Chasing Ball Game. I share tons of information. Like I just found out, uh, Luke Keekley is out for this week. He will not be playing this week against Houston, but let's get right to the picks. As I mentioned earlier, I give credit for wins and losses. I will shoulder the blame when I lose, and I will pound my chest when I win. And I already talked about that Kansas City tough, tough, bad beat. But if you listened to the last show, I also had Louisville plus the points in college football. That worked out. But before I get on the picks, let's talk about our pick sponsor for today, BetOnline.ag. Please sign up with BetOnline.ag today. You will get a 75% bonus to use on the NFL in Week 2, which, of course, is a huge schedule. Simply use the promo code COST75, C-O-S-T-75, and you will get up to... people worth of sports, books, bonuses. They're added to your bankroll instantly, so you deposit money out there. It's doubling, it's tripling, you're getting good money. And, of course, all the picks I'm going to use today will use the point spreads taken directly from betonline.ag. Make sure you sign up today. Make sure you use that promo code COST75. I appreciate it, and I know they do too. But now, let's get to the picks. I know that's why you guys are here. Five big picks on the board today, and I'm starting, of course, with the Cleveland Browns. This line has jumped all over the place. To me a huge overreaction to week one. Whether it's people jumping on the Mariota bandwagon. Or just fading Manzel, They're all over the place. Consider this. Manziel wasn't really ready last week. Now he's got a full week to prepare. He's been taking all the first snaps. Mariota is a rookie. I don't care how well he played. Oh by the way against Tampa. Another awful team. But he is a rookie. He is on the road. For this line to jump to where the Browns were three- or four-point favorites and are now one-point underdogs, that is telling me the public is loving the Titans, and they're buying into Mariota. I am, too. I think he'll be a great quarterback. Not this week. First first real game on the road, because I'm not counting Tampa Bay. He's under center. He's a rookie. He's going to have to deal with the dog pound. They have a decent defense. And to me, listen to this thing. Underdogs since 2003 coming off a loss, have gone 51-37 and 37 against the spread in Week 2. Home teams in that spot, 26-12 and 12 against the spread. That's your Cleveland Browns. I'm taking Cleveland as my first pick. Second pick, I already touched on this a little bit, but I'm going to take Houston, plus the points over Carolina. Look, to me, this is a combination of a few things. One, it's an overreaction. Carolina beat Jacksonville, uh, so everybody loved them. They thought they were back. Their defense played well, albeit against Jacksonville. They're losing Luke Keekley I just said it. To me, that's their best player. He had a ton of tackles before he got hurt last week. He's the heartbeat of this defense. I know they're still good defense. I'm going to say that. But I really think that defense is overhyped. Houston now gets Ryan Mallett. I really like Ryan Mallett. I thought they should have started the season with Ryan Mallett. He's much better, by Hoyer, better than Hoyer because he can open up the field. Now... He does turn over the ball. He's not as safe as Hoyer was, but this team doesn't need to be safe right now. They need to open up the field, stretch the field. It's going to open up running ran- lanes for Alfred Blue, uh, Arian Foster. Everything I'm reading says he isn't going to play. Stand by, because I will post it as soon as I find it on my Twitter, at Chasing ChasingBallGame. I think he could play. And even if he doesn't, I think Houston's a better team. But I locked them in already. I got plus 2.5. Wish I got that 3, but I'll take that 2.5 because I think they win this game outright. Moved to mallet, opens up the offense to get that running game going. By the way, the Texans have a ton of trends in their favor. 3-0-1 against the spread in the last four road games, so they play well on the road. Six and one against the spread in the last seven games of week two, which means they play good early in the season. And four and one against the spread in the last five games, following a loss, which means they rebound well off a loss. Throwing the fact that all time following a loss is a road dog. Houston is twenty-seven. 17-1 against the spread, good enough for 61%, and I am on the Texans for my second pick. Now, my third pick. I'm not going to take underdogs all the time, right? Nope. I'm taking the Minnesota Vikings to beat the Detroit Lions. Situational play for me. Lions had a big, big lead last week. Couldn't stop the pass. Now, this is a pass team that was ranked 13th in the NFL last year, averaging about 231 yards per game, 23 touchdowns, 20 interceptions. Tied for third in the NFL. What a difference a year makes. This year they started out by surrendering, 35 on 42 for 388 yards passing and two touchdowns to Phillip Rivers. Now, Phillip Rivers, Teddy Bridgewater, uh, a bit of far apart as far as experience, that's for sure. But the reason I was really upset with the Lions here is because they knew they were going to be passing because they had that big lead and they still couldn't stop it. The Vikings on the flip side, they were down against the 49ers. They had to pass. So that made it very difficult for this team because they could literally not only use Adrian Peterson, but the 49ers could pin their ears back and go after him. And that's what happened. They got a lot of sacks. Look, this team is focused to me. They're at home, first of all. Minnesota defensive end, Everson Griffin, he already said it. He already said it loud and proud. We're going to beat Detroit. Adrian Peterson, which, believe it or not, to me is a leader on this team, came out and said, this loss is embarrassing. To me, that's a challenge to the team. Lions, 3-7 and seven against the spread in the club's last 10 road games as an underdog. They don't play well in the spot. Calvin Johnson didn't look all that great against San Diego. Minnesota, to me, still has a good defense. Lions, 0-8 against the spread since 2006 as a dog after scoring more than 24 points in a loss, which means that's hard for them to duplicate. To me, take the Minnesota Vikings, drop the points. You ready for the ugly dog? Man, I got ugly dogs all the time. I really think you make money by taking dogs, and sometimes the uglier and the better, and it doesn't get much uglier than this. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars plus six over the Miami Dolphins. I know. I know. Some people see Jacksonville say it's an automatic fade. I'm not going to do it. I took Jacksonville week one, lost ugly, although they were close at halftime. And the public is all over the Miami Dolphins. 88% of the sports betting wages that have come in are on the Miami Dolphins right now. How can that be? How can that be? I know Jacksonville's not bad, but how can that be? Remember, this is a Miami Dolphins team that struggled last week, last week against the Rock. The Washington Redskins of all teams they struggled against. Ryan Tannell as a road favorite. He has a losing record straight up in his 3-7 against the spread. So he doesn't play well on the road, period. The Dolphins were losing to the Redskins last week late in the game. That's got to be concerning, but nobody's paying attention to that because they ended up not only winning, but covering. But how about this? Dolphins 0-8 against the spread since 2002 as a favorite after a win in which they were trailing at the half. And this is by an average of about 12 points, which gives me a lot of wiggle room. Jaguars, they're a bad team, right? They're not going to have any good trends in their favor. Wrong. Jaguars, 5-0 against spread in the last six games after scoring less than 15 points. 5-2-1 against spread in the last eight games along a straight-up loss. This is my upset special. Give me the Jacksonville Jaguars plus the points. But they win this game outright. Okay, now I'm going to wrap it up with a big game Buffalo Bills, New England Patriots. Everyone is talking about this game. I don't blame them. It's going to be fun. Last week, I picked the Bills to beat the Colts, and I gave out a shout-out to who I consider the ultimate chasers, the ultimate fan base, the Bills mafia, and it worked. So I'm back again with the Bills today. Patriots rush defense. They were ranked ninth in the NFL last year. Gave about 104 yards per game. uh, Six rushing touchdowns. They looked great, right? Not this year. Started off 2015 allowing 5.4 yards per carry. They made D'Angelo Williams look like he was a rookie playing great. And why is it? It's because Vince Wilfork is gone. There's nothing in the middle. Right now they're 26 against the run in the NFL. I know LaShawn McCoy is hurt. I know you guys will say that. But ask the Bills Mafia. Ask me. This team is deep at running back. Carlos Williams is a stud. I'd be surprised if he didn't start by the end of the season. And Definitely not next year because I know LaShawn McCoy is LaShawn McCoy. If he's healthy, he's going to be in there. This is a great two-headed monster. It'll be relentless. Plus, Tyrod Taylor. He can make plays with his legs. So to me, this is a perfect spot to take the Buffalo Bills. And I'm not done there. Of course, I'm not done, done right there. Over the last 10 years, the winner of the NFL season opener, 2-8 and eight against the spread the following week. Patriots, 3-7 and seven against the spread in their last 10 games. As road favorites against the AFC East. This gap is closing, people, in the AFC East. And I'm not done. Here's another bonus nugget. Over the last 30 seasons, defending champions are just 9-21 against the spread when playing the role of visitors for the very first time. That's a 30% cover rate. I'm telling you right now the Patriots are in trouble. I'm telling you right now the Bills are going to be 2-0. And look, if you think the Bills are going to win the AFC East, now's the time to get them. Because the odds I'm seeing are 4-1 to right now at betonline.ag. So if you want to get it, get over there, sign up and get them now because after this game, those odds are going to shrink because people are going to start believing in the Buffalo Bills. So go over to BetOnline.ag, they're four to one there. Remember, cost seventy five is the promo code. Thank you for signing up, I really do appreciate it. And more importantly, thanks for taking time to tune into Chasing Ball Game. That's it. Quick, like I said, I know your time is valuable. That's why I like to go quickly. If you'd like to become an official chaser and be featured on this podcast, please drop me a line at chasingballgame at gmail.com or follow me on Twitter at Chasing Ballgame. In the meantime, enjoy your football Sunday and keep chasing because the chase is on. Good luck, everybody.